Here we come with Before the Three Count coming at you with the podcast that's gonna be really good. We're gonna talk about some wrestling, little WWE and AEW. Might even get into some indies, little bit of impact in New Japan. What else, man? I don't know. But all right, yo, let's start the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Before the Three Counts. I am the one, the only, G.A. West, and I be coming at you with the host with the most, the one, the only, unnamed host, a.k.a. yours truly, the real Tribal Chief. Wow, the disrespect. <laughs> Man, you, you better hope uh, Roman does, doesn't hear you say that. Sorry, right. I'm, I'm I'm ready for it. You you say that, but time time for some action. <clears throat> good, good luck. <laughs> oh man! Well, well uh, this past week uh, we had a nice little double header, so we, it's a fun filled pack uh, weekend of uh, wrestling for the Memorial Day holiday. Yes. A big time action and uh really technically i i would say it was a triple header uh because nxt had stand and deliver last night uh not stand and deliver um i don't recall what the name of the show is but they had their premium live event last night in lowell oh okay okay so i saw <laughs> some posts this morning from uh some of my old peeps uh, Did you- including I was going to say, do you know any of the matches on the card? Uh, well, the main event was uh, Carmelo Hayes defending his championship against Baby uh, Baby Steiner. Okay. All right. Nice. So, yes. I had seen uh, online on Instagram, uh, Carmelo Hayes made a post about how emotional it was to come back and do the big show in Lowell. Yep. And uh, it's funny. I'm like, man, like, and this is just just a start for him. I mean, he's going to be doing a big show at TD Garden at some point. Like, uh, So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's my perspective. He didn't say that. He was just talking about how great it was. Low. But in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm like, dude, like in a year or two, you'll be doing the garden. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Nice. But yes, yep. So good stuff there. So yeah, I would say triple header week- weekend. But outside of that, oh, and uh, spoiler, um, but uh, they crowned a new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, do you want me to spoil it? Say who, say who won? Yeah, break the news. Uh, Tiffany Stratton is okay. the uh, new NXT Women's Champion after they uh, the title had been vacated. Okay. Uh, so they had a tournament uh, to crown a champion. Tiffany Stratton won, uh, which I, I, I honestly, I saw that coming. Okay. Um, I don't even watch NXT, but I hear her name all the time. So okay. I figured it was either her or uh, the girl that does the split pin. Uh, split pin. Yeah. Um, I'm blank. She wears green gear. She's kind of thick, but like fit thick. Oh, oh, um, Nikita Lyons? Yes. Ah, okay, okay. I figured it'd be one of those two because I hear those names all the time. I got you. I got you. And uh, yeah. Nikita was not in the finals. I don't even know if she was in the tournament, actually. 
I was gonna say across the board in all promotions, do you think this is the decade for uh women uh wrestling? Is is this their renaissance period? Um well I mean I guess you'd have to say this is definitely the time period that is giving the most uh attention and recognition to women's wrestling, no question there. Okay. Um, I'm I'm reluctant to call it a renaissance period because I, I believe there were probably periods of time with believe it or not, better quality women wrestling. Uh, across the board in this many promotions because back in the day it was just mostly tied to uh you know japan that was pretty much you know it you know we obviously had like you know some uh talent you know like with medusa you know lines blaze you know sprinkled in there but it seemed like it was just mostly to one promotion now it seems like it's across the board like multi promotions have like top tier women women performers Yes, no, for sure, for better or for worse. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because, uh, and this is happening across the board with, with wrestling, uh, there's a thinning of the talent. You, you think know, it's um, talent? I thought that was more, it's more of like a multitude of like talent. More people, you know, especially a lot of, you know, collegiate, collegiate uh, athletes are now in more into wrestling. So I think that, I think it's more like a plethora of them. I mean, there's a lot to choose from, especially at your top levels. Right. But what it's causing is so like there's been a now that you've got all these top level options, uh-huh. the the indie scene which was thriving a few years ago, uh-huh. um, is now kind of drying out because people that would be top indie talents are now AEW or you know NXT WWE or what have you. Got you. Well, I was gonna say just in uh, general on in both on both genders, do you think the indie scene so, slowly? you know, diminishing. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. okay. Um, but I think it's, it's a, it's a, it's interesting. Cause I, I think what we're seeing happening now is, uh, any, any young talent with any kind of promise, yep. they're getting signed in some kind of way, shape or form. Yep. And so yep. It, what you, what it causes is like a, uh, a, a gap, I guess, you know, at the like indie level. Yeah. Um, anything i think that's like just below whatever's just below aew yeah like gets impacted by that you know like combat zone combat zone basically was aew four years ago they had swerve strickland they had lax they had um what's his name there the the short bald guy from dark order um um first i was thinking evil uh, Evil uno but not him no Uh, no, not him yes yes thank you Yep. And uh, uh, so yes, they had him. Uh, you know, I think Darby Allen was at Combat Zone. So oh, wow. when you look at all those names that were there, yep. and it's like, yeah, like that that company was it. Like you know, it was like, oh man, on the East Coast, like you want to work there. Like this is where all the top guys are. And now, like you know, outside of the hardcore wrestlers, I don't even know who Combat Zone has like anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, things have just changed, you know, in that regard. That's true. That's true. But that's that's the evolution, right? Yeah, wrestling has its you know its dips, its valleys, its peaks, you know. For sure. And come, uh, and I think yeah, new talents will come up and replace it. And I mean, we're seeing a shift in what wrestling is right now. So I think that's also a big, big part of what's happening. Um, yeah. And so in seeing that shift in what wrestling is, it, it's actually kind of like the uh, late 90s wrestling boom 
uh, that impacted the indie scene very negatively because all of a sudden you had all these people that wanted to be wrestlers and they were willing to like wrestle for free just to get on a show. Oh, okay. Okay. And, and I think you're seeing that like we're 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 back into that kind of situation where it's like, oh well now all that all that top talent is gone. Like you've got all these people that want to be wrestlers because it's popular again and and I don't say this in a mean way, but like, you know, you can watch like an AEW and be like a regular guy on your couch and be like, oh, I, I can do that. I look like them. They look like me. Yeah. 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 Like you just mentioned Evil Uno. Like yep. he looks like a guy on the couch, like eating chips, playing video games. Um, I mean, I think every, every, not everybody's going to look like, you know, all cut up. Like you say the same thing about, you know, Kevin Owens or even, you know, wait, go back, you know, back in the day, you say the same thing about like Bam Bam or, you know what I'm saying? There's always been like, nobody looked at Bam Bam and thought, oh, that looks like me. I could be that. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, you know, guys that look like, you know, similar build, uh, probably no, no not the Bam Bam Bigelow. What? He, you he was a so? big, he had big barrel chested. Like you could tell, he worked out. Even though he was overweight, like he, you could tell he worked out. He had the, okay. the, the tattoos on his head. Like he didn't just look like a normal guy. Like he looked like a crazy biker guy that would beat you up. You know? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, what about what about uh, KL? I, I don't love Owens' physique. Um, I, I, but you know, Owens, it, that just adds to my my uh, argument, I guess, that, yeah, you can, you can even turn on WWE now and see someone yeah. like KO or Sami Zayn and be like, oh, like, you know, and, and yep. here's the thing, talent-wise, you're not going to touch either of them. Right. But you look at them and say, oh, I could do that, whereas in years past, it would never be like that. Even when you had, like, Bret Hart as champion, you'd, no one, I think, was just sitting on the couch like, oh, like, I could be like that. Like, so do you, do you think it, it happened when the Hardys became uh, popular? I think that definitely played a huge part um, yeah. in that era. Yeah. And, and the Hardys, especially because they were known backyarders. That, that yeah. you know, that hurt things a lot. Yeah. Um, what was it called? Omega. Omega. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is this still running? Are they still doing shows? That is a good question. Um, I'm going to say no, but I could be very wrong on that. Because, um, okay. I mean, that's where Cameron Grimes came from. So they were okay. running not too long ago. Okay. All things considered. Okay. All right. Where is Cameron, by the way? Is he like... He debuted on SmackDown? Okay. All right. A couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's had two he's matches. One against Baron Corbin. Was he coming um, back from... What's that? Was he coming back from an injury or something? No. Um... So he got called up to the main roster. So they just didn't have anything for him on NXT. They oh, okay. Just waiting to debut him on the main roster, and dude, he. So you look at Cameron Grimes now. Yeah. You, you don't think, oh man, I could look like that, dude? He is jacked. Oh really? So you should. So, okay. Okay. Definitely does. Been hitting the gym. Okay. And uh, eating his chicken. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Um. But uh, all right, cool, cool, cool. But. Yeah, uh, like we uh, mentioned earlier, um, a lot of shows going on this weekend. Uh, for the <laughs> yes, we got off on a little which, bit of uh, side tangent. Which typically doesn't really happen, right? They'll usually have um, pay-per-views for the vacation weekend, correct? Um, I feel like 
AEW Double or Nothing probably is every Memorial Day. Okay, but since the Crown, uh, the Night of Champions being one of you know one of the uh, Saudi uh, pay per views, uh, that was definitely new. And yes, probably not. You know, it happened in the past more like coincidence that fell on that same weekend. Yes, I believe so. All right, all right, cool. Well, um, all right. Well, starting off, I guess should we start with Night of Champions? Is that was Saturday or AEW? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll start with Night of Champions. So we'll go in chronological order. Okay. Um, let's uh, bring up the uh, matches for Night of the Champions. Yes. And while you're doing that, I already know off the bat the opener was uh, AJ Styles against Seth Franklin Rollins. For the new uh, heavyweight title? Yes. Whoa. The one that's not... Calling the- the world heavyweight. Right, because I'm saying since um, oh, uh, Roman uh, holds the undisputed heavyweight ch- uh, title. Yes, which is very, like, I'm very confused now on what lineage goes with what. Right, because if it's undisputed, that would encompass this new belt, correct? Actually, yes, technically. If it, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're only undisputed when you've got everything. All the belts, yeah. So yeah. I guess he's half undisputed. I don't know. So does he just go back to, does he be is he universal world champion? Oh, that guess, doesn't... Yeah, for the time being, he's a universal world champion, I guess. Not but isn't he universal, the world champion. Undisputed? What's that? Isn't universal just the same word for undisputed? No, because the universal was the... Uh, that was a different belt. Remember, they debuted the universal belt, and uh, I think... Oh, it was Finn and uh, Seth that, that fought over it first, funny enough. Okay. Um, and so the lineage of that belt isn't very long. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, they had the world and then they had the universal. Um, and, uh, Roman won, uh, the world title first. Uh, okay. He beat, um, the Fiend for the world okay. title. Okay. And then, uh, then he beat Brock for the universal. Oh, okay. Okay. Hence, combining the two undisputed. Yes. Okay. But yeah, now, yeah, now it's very confusing as far as what lineage goes with what belts. Yeah. Because um, at one point they, you know, when they had the big gold belt, they were using that old lineage with Flair and uh, like Luthez and all that with that belt. And uh, I don't know if they can't do that anymore um, because Billy Corgan owns NWA. Yep. Uh, so maybe that's why they don't go with that anymore. But but yeah, they were going with that lineage for a while. Yep. Ah, very very odd, very odd. But yep. yeah, uh, AJ Seth uh, opening the uh, which is also strange um, that the World Heavyweight Championship was the opener of a pay per view. Yes, but it kind of made sense. Yeah, I mean, they could have done other matches to start off, but yeah, like you said, it made sense. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, there was no way Roman wasn't going to be the main event. No, no, no. And so, so yeah, it was like, all right, like, it's a hot well, match. I, would, I definitely would have swapped it with the Trish Stratus Becky Lynch match. See, I don't think the Trish Becky Lynch match would have been a good opener. Okay. Okay. I, 
Like, cause I'm like, you want something like that's really gonna get people hot, you know? The other day could, you know, do it. Becky being the man and Trish being a uh, OG legend. I mean, the match was good. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from it. Yeah. I just, I just think that, yeah, I think Seth AJ was the the right call. Okay. All right. So uh, with the match, uh, what did you think of it? Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, good back and forth. Um, I feel like both guys, you know, they wanted to, to put on and show out, as they say. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought it was really good. What did you think? Um, I can definitely tell that AJ is getting up in age. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not the same, you know, yeah. that he was 20 years ago. <clears throat> well, I was going to say, because they always put him on the same pedestal as Michael. And, you know, and every time Michael's comes back for his match, they always say he's a showstopper. Could AJ do the same thing in his more senior years? Or, like, do you think, like, what we see is what we get now. We're not going to get, like, that, like, once-in-a-lifetime performance when, you know, AJ is, you know, a little more sen- senior. Um, I think we could probably get a couple more of those, but we're not going to get too many of them. Okay. Like Michaels? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Now, why is that, you think? Uh, I mean, just as you get older, like, especially if you're a guy that's a high flyer, uh, it's hard to maintain that. Yeah, but Michaels is a high flyer. Yeah, and he, as he got older, it was harder to maintain it. And Michaels was a different type of high flyer than AJ Styles. Okay. Um, but yeah, as Michaels got older, you know, we, we stopped seeing like the acai moonsault to the floor and stuff like that. And when he tried to do it at Saudi Arabia, he busted his face. Yeah. Oh, when the, the, the tag match with him and Triple H against Kane and uh, Taker? Yeah. Yeah, well, everybody was off their game on that, on that match. Ooh, that yeah, was bad. That was... <laughs> Seriously. That was bad. But okay. All right, cool. Well, um, obviously, I think we already mentioned that uh, Seth. Uh, took a W. Uh, would you rather have AJ take the W or they made the right call with Seth? Um, you couldn't go wrong with either one. Okay. Um, so, you know, yeah, they made the right call with Seth, though. I mean, he's so over. At least his theme song is. like. Yeah. He loves, oh, you know. <laughs> now, do you, uh, you dig him using Triple H's pedigree as his finisher? Uh, I don't mind it. He uh, he he kind of earned it when he was with the um, what were they called? Not the corporation. Um, the authority. There we go. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I feel like it was gifted to him at that time. Okay. All right. But cool. Yeah, I got. But what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I, I was. I don't know. The pedigree. Even with Triple H using it, wasn't really a, a devil thing to finish on my eyes. So him using it as like a homage or I don't know, like to, to use it for the sake of it. I was like, yeah, it is what it is. I got you. I got you. We need to see uh, someone do the Pepsi plunge. What's that? That's uh, That was CM Punk's finisher for a while on the indies. Okay. Uh, it's a pedigree off the top rope. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he didn't use that a whole lot of times just for the fear of uh, the, the, the error racial reasoning. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> there are a few guys that I, I'm pretty sure probably just refused to take it. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But, uh, yeah. 
so moving on, uh, we already mentioned it was Becky Lynch against uh, Trish Stratus. <laughs> uh, decent match. <clears throat> yeah, when did they turn Trish as a heel? Um, they turned Trish heel at the last, was it at the Puerto Rico pay-per-view, I believe? Backlash? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or it might have been on a Raw right before it. Okay. Um, as I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it wasn't at the pay-per-view. It was on the Raw, like, right before it. Where, um, Becky and Lita were the tag champs. Okay. And Lita got attacked and couldn't defend the belt. And Trish came out and was like, I'll, I'll help you and be your partner. And then Trish turned on her. Okay. And then, to be fair, like, I don't, I don't keep up with Raw enough to know this, but I feel like they never, like, explained what happened to Lita. Like, <laughs> like I, I think it's assumed that, that Trish did it, but I don't, I don't feel like they actually explained that. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, match itself, what did you think of uh, the match? Yeah, I thought it was all right. I, I liked uh, the Zoe Starks finish because I didn't see that coming. Okay. Um, so I thought that was cool, and that move she did to Becky, that where she really did bust her nose. Um, oh, the, the Z three sixty. Yeah. While the ref was distracted. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought that was a cool. Got this little color on, on her nose. <laughs> Indeed. Which I'm like, you know what? Maybe all these years we've been getting, giving Nia Jax a hard time. Maybe Becky has a weak nose. What, she's got injured before on her nose? Yeah, that, that's what started the whole the man thing. It was when Nia Jack punched her and broke her nose. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Hilarious. I'm like, maybe Becky has a weak nose. And so everyone's mad at Nia Jax. Like, oh, you're hurting people. But well, maybe... I don't know. Some, some of Nia's moves do look a little uh, reckless. <laughs> She'd be tossing yeah, her. Be wrong. Made out of paper mache. Right. Let's go. She's not like most girls. Is she full time back on the roster or no? No, I, I think she just did that one appearance at the Rumble and that was it. Oh, wow. Okay. Are you uh, a Nia, Nia Jax fan? Nia Jax fan? I like her. Um, you know, I'm not huge into her, but like, I'm like, no, I like her. I like her. I'm like, to me, everything she does looks real. Um, yep. She looks like she can beat people up. Like, yep. so that's, she's what I look for in a wrestler. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Moving on. Oh. Um. Yeah. Just sort of like a throwback to uh, Bull. Um. Not. Nakano. Nakano. Yeah. Or as Macho Man would say, Bull Naka Naka Naka. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, she she looks the part. Wrestles the part. I mean, that's all you can really ask for. Right. She may or may not be bloodline. I'm a little bit confused on all that, but yeah. Well, her father's not Snooker, right? No, Snooker's Tamina's father. Yeah, it's Tam- Tamia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So moving no on, Tamina than Tamina. <laughs> Next match is uh, Mustafa Ali against uh, Gunther. <clears throat> For the intercontinental belt. Which was a decent little match. Um, I would have actually... I feel like it went a smidge too long. Okay. But but I thought it was good. Um, 
Mustafa Ali, I feel like he did a really good job in there. Um, did, did, you ever think, was, did you ever think he, he would get the W, though? That's, no. No. What did you think? Well, I was going to say, is Gunther going to run into a Roman problem where, like, we won't know who to defeat him? Um, I don't know if that's a problem, though. All right, what is the problem? Like, is that going to make credible opponents to to make sure that you're that's, on your Yeah, that's, that's the thing. You got to have credible people. Right. Um, you know, and that's... Uh, it's funny. Wrestling is, is very formulaic, and it's formulaic for a reason, because formulas work. Yeah. Um, well, one of the reasons why Hogan's run works so well... I well, found this on the web. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> but yes, one of the reasons why Hogan's run went so well is, one, they had pay-per-views every four months. Right. Um, so he could have feuds with a guy for like three, three, you know, three, four months. Right. Um, and then, uh, and then the next guy would come and sometimes that, that feud could take over the course of a couple pay-per-views and he needs a, uh, he needs help. He needs a partner and a tag match and this and that. Yeah. Uh, really- right. You know, but, but you'd always create like a new monster to send at him. And you never really thought they would t- take Hogan down, but they made you think they could, if that okay. makes any sense. Okay. Like, like it'd be the thing where you're like, no, they're not going to beat Hogan, but ooh, I mean, they just beat him within an inch of his life. Like, I better like, order the pay-per-view because something might happen. Like King Kong Bundy? Right, right. Or, I mean, the classic of all classics, in my opinion, is Earthquake. Oh, yeah, or oh, Earthquake. So do you think they were wrong when they let Warrior get the W since he was a much smaller opponent than usually all of Hogan's other opponents were? No, because Warrior was over. Warrior was so over at that point. Right, but then like if Hogan's beating all these monstrous guys but then loses to a guy smaller than him, doesn't that seem weird? It shows how strong Warrior is with the power of the Warrior surging through the veins and the body and the blood. Ah. Okay, okay. <sighs> How long was uh, Warriors' um, belt reign for? How many months? Uh, he had it from WrestleMania to Royal Rumble. So, um, what is that? Probably about nine months. Nine months. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Um, but yeah, he got but... beat by Sergeant Slaughter, and that and that's where the mistake came, I think. Well, you couldn't have. Would you rather have them have a rematch with those two, or because? No, no rematch. Uh, but I wouldn't have gone with Slaughter. Um, let's see if I'm booking it. Yeah, but that was during the height of the whole Desert Storm situation when yeah, they were. And that's why, and that's why it was a mistake. Like people, people didn't want to get into that. Um, oh, okay. You know, and it was weird for Slaughter to all of a sudden be the turncoat. Like it was that was awkward. Yeah. Um, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm not exactly sure who. Who I go with there? Okay. Um, I feel like I heard somebody fantasy book at one time, and they had someone good. Okay. Um, I feel like it was oddly enough. I feel like it was tugboat, but like uh, there was like a whole story to it, like that made sense. Or they could have done an earthquake. Yeah, they could have done an earthquake. Yeah. Have him uh, go, you know, crush warrior or something like that. So he'd been, you know, know, taking out Hogan and Warrior to show his credibility. Yeah, right. And then I think about it, even though Earthquake was so 
you know, very popular as you know, kids. Does he ever headline a pay per view? Um, I think just that one SummerSlam with Hogan. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right, but yes, back to uh, Gunther. Do you think we're right <laughs> that situation that you know Roman has with the credible opponents? I so don't think so. Okay, and if for no other reason than because it's the Intercontinental Title, not the World. Okay, and so it gives a little bit more like anybody could win it, kind of. Okay, uh, but no, I think Gunther, the great thing with Gunther is like. His matches are so intense and they're so Gunther-like, like it's like specifically his thing. Yep. Um, he 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 can bring back the you know the making the IC belt the workhorse title. Okay. Just because every match is that type of match that that he wrestles, so it's just a different kind of thing. Okay. Okay. And yeah, and you can have like as dominant as he is, you can have guys. You, you could have a. I wouldn't book it, but you could have Johnny Gargano realistically beat Gunther. Um, there, there are ways to do it. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. It would be awkward, but yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't book that. But, but there are ways you could do it. I mean. What about your man, L.A. Knight? Would you book their a program between those two and have him go over uh, over on Gunther? Um, I mean, I want L.A. Knight to get the world title. Uh, okay, like I, 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 he's my pick for Money in the Bank because I just yeah, think the promos would be that's, great. That's, that's always a good stepping stone. I see. Yeah. Then it is. No, it is a good stepping stone. Um, would you would you have your man, you know, uh, Cameron Cross take it off of uh, Gunther's waist? Not as he is now, and actually, no, I wouldn't do that because Cross Cross needs to be a heel. Um, he can still be a heel in that program, but Gunther's a heel, and like Gunther's like the ultimate heel because I mean, ultimately, he's playing Hitler. Right, right, right. Like, but still, yeah. heel versus heel matches in the past before. Yeah, they have, um, and when done right, it can work well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I just don't know that this this would be the, the way to go there. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, um, I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is seeing uh, Ilya Dragunov against Gunther again. I don't want Ilya to beat him for the belt, I just, but I am looking forward to that match. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, if Drew McIntyre ever comes back, maybe they might have a program. You know, still he might be the guy to take it off his hands. That's one of the rumors going around. Okay. Uh, if McIntyre's not leaving WWE, okay, which is like right. the other rumor going around. <laughs> uh, next match: uh, Bianca Belair against uh, Asuka for the wrong against the wall. I got nothing else for that. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> who was was coming off of a weird reception from the Puerto Rican crowd over in Backlash? But it seemed like. Um, the Saudi Arabian crowd uh, open, uh, welcomed her with open arms. Yes, uh, yes, they did. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was a it was an okay match, not as good as I thought it would be. Between those two, yeah, they had in the past. Yeah, but um, okay. but it was it was good enough, uh, and I really liked the finish. I thought that was creative. Never seen it before. No, nope. And uh, I wish they gave more attention to the mist. Uh, as you and I were talking um, off air, uh, yep. 
you know, it's like, oh, back in the day, they would explain what the different colors mean and each thing would have its own thing. And I'm like, oh, I wish they would get back to that because that would have added to that finish. Yes. Um, that and if they had would have helped Bianca um, as she was like screaming that her eyes were burning. <laughs> now, do you think any wrestler that uses them uses the mist? They have to like, I don't know. I don't know if it was like formality, but like talk to Muda about it. Or like, I would be curious, like when Oscar used it or like Jerry used it, like do they talk to, or you know, like any other wrestler that used it? Like, because isn't that technically like the first that Muda did it? Like, he was like the originator. So, you know, you want to want people stealing like your gimmick per se. Um, I mean, but how are you going to talk to Muda? Like, and I mean, at this point, it's no different than I would say, like the the Canadian Destroyer. Like, it's not like you can just call up Petey Williams and be like, "Hey, can I use your move?" True, true. But is there like a, some sort of etiquette, like in wrestling, or you can just basically everything's up for grab? And you don't have to really do, um, like, you know, "Hey, I'm about to do this." I would say there's. I think it's a few things. I think, one, there used to be a big etiquette in wrestling, um, like, in the late 90s and into the early 2000s, because when I first came in, it was still a big thing, like, you don't do other people's moves, like, yep. you know, no one on TV's moves, like, anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, they gimmick. Right, you know, but uh, somewhere along the way, that transitioned, uh, and it, it became, you know, I, I feel like it became, uh, you don't do anyone's uh, it went from you don't do anyone else's move like to well don't do anyone's move if they're on this show uh, well think about it like the only the first time I saw like two dudes using the same move was uh, Sting and Bret Hart uh, yes Scorpion Deathlock and the Sharpshooter was that more a coincidence because before was the Stinger Splash his original finisher and um, then he I, I think the Stinger Splash was always the setup Okay, but he, so when he was the when he was surfer thing, he was using the Scorpion Deathlock as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was just purely coincidence between those two, then. Yeah, I feel like that's just one. Of, I feel like they both started using it at like the same time. Oddly. Now, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but I remember when Booker T was using the bookend, where he was sort of shocked biting the Rock's gimmick as well during that during his like title run. There was another time where I saw I saw a little, you know, biting. But other than that, do you yeah. recall and the incident? Biting, I feel like I feel like he was clearly like. Oh, when yeah. they when Booker became champion and he was coming down in suits and dress shoes and everything. Yeah, and calling himself the book. Mm. So like, like so, is that like a wrestling full power basically? Is that a no no? Um, in that case, it might might be okay. Uh, well, I guess it depends. Like, it depends how The Rock takes it. Does The Rock take it as an insult or does he take it as a compliment? Okay. Like, when it's clearly biting, like, is then like, well, are you making fun of me or are you paying homage, you know? Like Goldberg and Gilbert? <laughs> right, which Goldberg was not cool with Gilbert. Like, um, which, unfortunately, I think that's a bit of Goldberg's insecurity. Um, you know, because no reason to be insecure about Gilbert. I'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I am so over the other company has to acknowledge me. <laughs> you remember Hoover 2 was doing the juice gimmick? Yes. As The Rock. 
the juice. But yeah, Which... in the indie scenes, have you seen other guys rock other indie wrestlers' gimmicks and, and finishes as their own? Um, like other indie guys. Uh, a little bit, but I think there is a bit of an etiquette there. And again, it's definitely the, you know, you don't do the same thing if someone's on the same show. Yeah. Uh, I know I personally have had some incidents where I've been on a show with someone and done a move that might be similar to theirs. Um, okay. And they, they asked me to not do it, do it. They're like, oh, like that's really close to this thing that I do. And I was like, okay, no problem, man. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So, um, Bianca took the L. So she's no, <laughs> no longer the women's yes. rock Uh She had yes. a very run. Uh, what was it? Two. Yeah, uh, four hundred and something days. Okay. Um, okay. So half. Chief. So she had a, a, a nice little uh, run. Absolutely. I think the longest in the modern era. Um. Let's see, I've got it right here. 419 days. Nice. Nice. And she at least she took the L to a, a, a great opponent. Yes. So who hopefully, you know, uh, rock rock it as well for a decent. I think we also discussed offline that how like we weren't really fans of very quick hot potato runs. No, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so she had a nice good long one there. Yep. And uh We'll see. We'll see how long Oscar has it for. I don't expect Oscar to have it long like that. Yeah. Um, but hopefully they give her a good like. I'd like to see Oscar hold it for about three, four months. Oh yeah, I was saying I'm even stretching out to like the Rumble. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You know, all Survivor Series at the latest. You know, at, at the earliest. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely still want to see eventually want to program with Rhea and um, you know Bianca. You know, the the two powerhouses. Oh, yeah. But I think we can hold off on that. Yeah, but if you if we were the fancy book, that obviously Rhea's gonna have Dominic. But do you bring in Montez with you know Bianca and have those two go you know two sell maybe like a, a tag match and then you know obviously let the two females do their thing at like Mania or something like that. Um. Well, then what happens to poor Dawkins? No, it's just like a like they do like a one off match, like say say at like the Rumble. You know, husband versus you know the the, the couple couples match. You know they dust settles and then Bianca and Rhea have their one on one at Mania, and then you know, obviously okay. Montez goes back to his, like tag with okay, Dawkins. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <clears throat> like, poor Dawkins. What <laughs> once they break up? I mean, his career in WWE is done. Uh, you know, no, don't unless say that. Like just unless he's just gonna be like Montez's like friend. I mean, I can see Dawkins, you know, if they put a good gimmick behind him doing something special. What kind of gimmick? I don't know. That, that would have, we have we would have to figure that out later. Can't you know think it, off because it, it, it can't it can't be the old head at the basketball court because that's the gimmick he's rocking now and it's not great. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Dawkins. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like Dawkins, but I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a shame. Like, like the thing, the thing is, I'm like Montez just eclipses him so much, you know. 
I mean, it happens. It happens. Absolutely. Um, Montez is special. The ball drops. No, completely. So, um, so after that match, we have another women's match uh, with Rhea Ripley against Natalia. Yes. Natty. Uh, poor Natty. Why do you say that? She's uh, a legend. She is a legend. Uh, she got beat in like three minutes. I mean, you know, you got you know, you got you got fit fit, fit the card in, in the time being for the other matches. So somebody <laughs> got the sacrificial lamb. And I guess it was Natty. Yeah, yeah, Natty yeah. by but nature. She, but she did, you know, Dominic did distract, so it wasn't like she got clean beatly. Uh, got beat cleanly. <laughs> I like that clean beatly. I'm, I'm still that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah yeah uh you know hit the riptide and it was all she wrote all she wrote baby baby alright uh, speaking of the riptide um just prior to the show I was watching last week's AEW Dynamite and Buddy Murphy used uh the uh Rhea submission hold I, I can't think of the name of it now Okay, okay. To uh, send a shout out to his boo. I guess so, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you a fan of Bob Murphy? Yeah, I like Murphy. I want to like him more. Um, I want to like House of Black more. But? Um, I don't know why I, I don't. Uh, they just haven't given me enough to like dig into, I feel like. And, okay, uh, okay. And that's a little bit of, you know, AEW, I think just some of their booking is a little meh. Uh, mid, as the kids would say. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Um, next match, Cody, the American Nightmare Rose against Brock Lesnar. The Beast. The uh, Beast. Yes. Minnesota. Uh, right. Minnesota Wrecking Crew. Yep. So this is um, um, match number two since Cody's been back with him and Brock? Yes. Okay. So the first one's at Mania. No, I'm sorry. At Backlash. Yes. And then the follow-up uh, to this one. Yeah. Um, where the first one, the Cody took the, the two in Backlash, but this time... He uh, passed out due to uh, exertion from uh, Brock's submission. Kimura, I believe he put he applied on him. Yes, sir. Uh, typical Cody Brock match at this point now. Uh, what do you think of it? <laughs> Which is funny since it's only their second, but I, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was all right for what it was. I I didn't love the finish. Okay. Um. And the reason being, like, if if you're really in a Kimura, yeah, like you're not passing out from the pain, like your your shoulder snapping out of the socket, like especially if someone Brock size is doing it to you, yeah, like like you're doing like damage is being done for life. Ah, okay, okay. Well, it's like when I asked you about um the figure four, you know what I'm saying? As far as like the pain that comes from it, you know, like, where is that applied from? So, like you said, with the Kimura, like, you wouldn't necessarily pass out, per se. Right. 
yeah, you'd be in so much pain, like, prior to that. And, like, if you don't tap, like, literally, yeah, your, your shoulder is going to get ripped out of its socket. And then you could pass off from just the pain from that point, you know, where your I body, guess, yeah. just, you know, just shuts down, it goes in shock almost. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, okay. All right. Um, so, I guess they're obviously continuing this program again. Just now they're both in a rubber match. Right. Are we, and, uh, are we are we fans of this program of uh, Brock and Cody? Well, I guess right now it keeps Cody away from Roman. Yeah, and, uh, and I guess the bloodline story is just so like is it's, it's just so you know captivating. It's like it'd be you know pointless to throw Cody in there and it's to derail everything. Completely, completely. Uh, so, so in that regards, it's like all right, like I get it, you know. Because what else do you do with Cody? They really keep him feel like a main event guy. And it's like, yeah, Brock Brock, Brock is a main event like guy. So working Brock they makes you a main event guy. They rushed Cody to the main event too quickly. If I if I was fancy booking it, I would have had, obviously, him and Seth, especially for this new belt, you know what I'm saying? Um, continue that. If not with him, move something on him with LA Knight, have a program between those two. You know, see if they can do something with that. If not with that, him and maybe uh, uh, Karrion Cross. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go strictly to, like, the big marquee names. Like, hover a little bit. Maybe him against Gunther. Like, have some credible programs. Then you start itching your way up to, like, a, like say, like, Brock and then eventually Roman or maybe even, like, Bobby Lack. You know what I'm saying? I got but, you. The Cody's not that real uh, captivating to really keep an interesting program going other than his opponent's. Um, see, it's funny. I'm like, I want heel Cody because I think heel Cody is that captivating. Okay. Um, but babyface Cody, I would agree with you. I'm like, yeah, he's he's there. Yeah, cause wasn't he getting when he was in AEW getting Cena Cena booze? Cause he was on that on that like whole face run, like beating people. Well, not he's putting people over. Um, but it's interesting. So at AEW, everyone wanted him to turn heel because he's great as a heel. Right, but he was on some, like, stupid shit, right? Well, so here's the interesting thing, because Cody has come out in an interview uh, fairly recently, actually, and addressed that. Okay. And he said, what is more heelish than not giving the people what they want? And I I was like, huh. Yeah, but if, if people aren't picking up on it and it's not helping the dollar at the end of the day, you're just doing it just for some, like, you know... 10 years from now, you'd be like, oh, look back what I really did. Look at my, you know, my greatness, my, my, you know, my, for the business, what I really, you know, did while people didn't appreciate it. It doesn't really help business at the end of the day. I feel you. I feel you on that. Like when musicians or artists say like, you know, uh, not to critique their art, like they did this for them. It's their passion project. But in theory, if that really was just for your passion project, then you really want to put it out to the masses. Hmm. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's a business. <clears throat> well, you want the masses to hear it, so that's why you put it out to the masses. People, no? people, yeah, but people give you like if they critique it, saying it's a terrible project, and then you, you know, uh, respond by saying like you just don't understand. You know, this is you know uh, above your your you know comprehension. You know, I did this for like you know myself or like you know. 
pretty much that, then like, what, what's the point of putting it out? You could just put it out, you could just do it for yourself and not market it to the, uh, the audience. Um, yeah, we want to, uh, if, if you're an artist, and I, I'm speaking as an artist, uh, I do consider myself an artist uh, with what I do in the ring. And I'm like, yeah, I do it for me, but I'm like, I, I do it for everyone else too, to, for people to see it, for people to appreciate it. Um, you know, so yeah, and that's got nothing to do with the dollar value. It's just like, oh, like, here's what I'm giving you, you know. Well, I mean, it is the value if, like, I'm the booker trying to make money off it and you're doing some artistic stuff that's not picking up with the crowd. <laughs> that's hurting my uh, bottom line. Okay. There's something to be said for that. <laughs> and I can hear that. It's, it becomes tough. Um, Shinsuke. Yep. He, he has talked about that, you know, his early career was his art. Um, okay. And na- now he's just here to make a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I can see it. So, yeah. And it's smart. Like, you know, he took his bumps and bruises when he was young. Now he's making a great paycheck. He lives in Florida, gets to surf when he's home. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Um, so, um, yes, we already mentioned Brock. One with the Kimura, so now we uh, probably move on to the SummerSlam match between those two, and who knows what the next gimmick would be. Uh, next match uh, is the main event, uh, which to your, uh, you, you were probably, probably happy because there was only one main event for this pay-per-view compared to <laughs> multiple, and you were not That's happy about it. Did they, did they not call it a double main event, Night of Champions? They did not. Actually, hold on. I think they did. They, I think Night of Champions might have also been a triple main event. No, I don't think so. I think they, I because I feel like they considered the world championship match a main event, Cody and Brock a main event, and, and the tag match the main event if it was an opening uh, match. How can anything be a main event if it's not the closing match? Right, but I think they considered this a, a triple main event because uh, Puerto sense. Rico, Puerto Rico, I agree. But because Puerto That'd Rico like, was a double main event, that means like if you like a like a a, a a a band or a comic and you open an act, you know, introduces you, but you headline, you put on the on the card, you have two headliners. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Although I guess sometimes sometimes you do have two headliners on a card, but like for music, like uh, I'm like where the musicians will kind of change it up every night, but it, like so for the tour purpose. Like uh-huh. oh these are both headlining artists, but like, but again you can only have one headliner, and that's why they'll change it up. Like one night yep. could be one person headlining, and the next night is the other person headlining. Right, but they typically have an opener band or you know performer before those two main those two headliners do their thing. So it'd be like three you know three uh, things going you know the opener, the whole headliner, and then the other headliner. No, I feel you. I don't think WWE marketed multiple main events like AEW did. I think they did because they did that for uh, Puerto Rico. So, but you sure they did it for Night of Champions? That's what I'm checking now. Mm-hmm. See if I can find any reference to it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm like, yeah, actually, Puerto Rico might have even been a triple main event. Yeah, here we go. Fr- 
fresh from Forbes.com. Okay. WWE Night of Champions 2023 will feature what is being dubbed as a star-studded triple main event. Wow. So what were the main events? Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. Okay. AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins. And Roman okay. Reigns teaming with Solo Sokoa to challenge Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That is wild. That is right. wild. Very strange. But... It is what it is. Um, so, yeah. Since you mentioned uh, one of the main events being Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns against KO and Sami Zayn, I guess we can go into that match. Um, so, this is uh, continuing the whole Sami Zayn Roman bloodline dynamic that started now, depending, what, a year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, right. uh, and quick side note, just while we're talking about multiple main events, yep, uh, I, I can't help but think of uh, Fear of a Black Hat. <laughs> and, uh, be on the marquee, yeah, special guest. That's us. <laughs> uh, tiny letters, <laughs> right? <laughs> and tiny letters. Oh man, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So the tag match, and uh, as you mentioned, you. I thought uh, it was uh, not odd, but you haven't seen Roman in the tag match in a long time. Yeah, yep. Or the norm, which I, I definitely agree. Uh, so they, you know, uh, for the first 20 minutes, it was a decent back and forth. Uh, Roman was talking his, talking his stuff, as, as he usually does. And uh, Sammy and, uh, oh, real quick, Sammy Zane came out to a huge ovation uh, for yes. the... Uh, Saudi crowd because uh, we yeah. earlier oh off the uh, offline we mentioned how the, uh, what like a couple of years ago or a couple even months ago I think it was a couple of years ago with the whole uh, Syria oh, uh, even a couple of months ago months ago uh, yeah because yeah it was just a couple of months ago where uh, they became cool yeah yeah uh, which is always good to see you know peace amongst uh, people so peace uh, in the yeah. Middle East <laughs> other years. Yeah, literally. Uh, other years for the Crown Jewels, Cody, uh, not Cody, uh, Sammy couldn't uh, be on the on the mat at an event. Right. So Syrian, Syrian descent. Yep. But he got a huge yeah. pop. Huge pop came out in his native garb. Yep. Yep. So uh, cool. Spoke spoke to the the people before the match started. Yes. Yep. Speaking Arabic. So. Yeah, which was cool. Things there. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, very, you know, multi-talented. Like, he speaks three languages, Arabic, French, and Arabic. That is not, yeah. no easy task fluently, too. Yes, yes. You know, uh, so. you know, it's funny. Jim Cornette talks about his difficulties with him at Ring of Honor. Okay. And Jim Cornette's like, I always asked him, like, to take off the mask, like, and stop being a fake Mexican because you're a real-life Canadian Muslim, and that's interesting. Right. <laughs> well, it's the funny thing is, though, they don't really play it up per se like as you know his character you know what i'm saying yeah no they really don't like, almost like a like a taxi driver type of character <laughs> a taxi driver yeah like you know it was like you know like you would see like that was like his outfit always like similar all somewhat like like a fidel castro for a quick second yes yes but like, if uh, you saw him in new york you could be like oh that might be like a taxi driver you know what i mean <laughs> kind of messed up but I, I know what you're saying <clears throat> no I'm not saying for like the whole like uh, uh, 
uh, Ar- uh, you know, Arabic thing, like of a dry. <laughs> no, just, no, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking that at all. <laughs> but it's, it's just a wardrobe. Yes, yes. You know, but uh, yeah. So back to the match. Like I said, it was a good back and forth for the. You know, uh, the it was actually it was a quick main event. Now that I think about it, like for like a closing main event, it wasn't very long. Yeah, maybe yeah, what, all things considered, thirty minutes at the most, if that. If that. Yeah. So, so like WWE said, main events, I feel like they're typically they're right around the thirty minute mark. It's only like a special one that goes longer. Right. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, it was a good 20 minutes uh, back and forth between both uh, teams. And then we got the rest of the bloodline, the Usos, coming into, uh, we would, you know, think to lend that hand to help the, you know, tribal chief. But well, that is what they came in to do. The rest true. was out. The, yeah. As things went a little array, you know. Yes. Uh, um, they were, they went to super kick Sammy. Yep. And uh, he, he got out of the way and they ended up super kicking solo at Roman's face. How <laughs> uh, you mentioned you love his facial expressions. Yes, he, he's Which so I'm good surprised more wrestlers, more wrestlers don't do that in the business. Well, I'll tell you what's so funny about that. Like, when I trained at OVW, they were very big. They were like, you know, you got to have the facials. Like, the camera's going to be capturing you, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But, like... They, they they like they ingrain it in your head, but they don't teach you how to do it. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and I don't but know if you do. can teach how to do it. So you know how to like convey, you know, different emotions just based off being a human. <laughs> like, you it's know not... what? If you're like mad, you know what face to show to show if you're mad or if you're in pain or if you're sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, not too difficult to know. I feel you. I think uh, it's not, you know, but it's not that easy to to just pull it out in the moment. And that's what makes Roman stand out so much because he, I mean, he goes through so many different facial expressions and can convey so much. Yeah, uh, especially, and, especially disgust face. Yes, that that's definitely his 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 favorite, his best. And uh, and Heyman, Heyman is great at that. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Roman learned a lot of that from Heyman. Possibly, possibly. Haven's so good with the facials, also. Like, and actually, the same thing when Solo got kicked and like everything was going on, and I was like, oh, like we need to see Haven's face because yeah, like he just his mouth was open, like his chin was down. Yeah, low key too. I was gonna say uh, Jay, uh, Jay as well. Like his facial expression, like when he was yeah. like, you know, all, especially when he was like very hyped up with you know Sammy when they were first like trying to figure out if he was like with the bloodline night. He was like like a rabid dog. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, Jay's great with the... Uh, Jay's got the after-school facial expressions. Uh, <laughs> Jay, Jay would have been great okay. in, a, in an after-school special. Okay, okay. And, uh, <laughs> um, or or even... Uh, I feel like uh, when, when he's conflicted um, over everything, he, he goes... He, he turns into a don't be a menace um, to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. Okay. And the homie's like fighting his demons. Like, <laughs> like I feel like that's where Jay goes to. Oh, man. But yeah, they hit the, the super kick on Solo. Uh, like you said, Roman was like, what the dealio just happened? And after that, he went into the ring. He's like, what y'all 
doing here? This is, you know, y'all messing up, messing this up for me. And, you know, Jimmy was like, you know, we're sorry. And then, you know. No, Jay was, Jay was sorry, right? Wasn't it Jay? Well, it was, it was somewhat like, Jimmy was saying, you know, we didn't mean to, but then he pushed him out. uh, Roman pushed Jimmy out the way. And then Jay came to the rescue saying they didn't really do that because he knew Jimmy was not happy about that. Right, right. No, it was all she wrote at that point. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Then, uh, the tribal chief got the got the super kick not once, but twice. Two, two. Yeah. Now the storyline is uh, pretty much as uh, what I mean. Yeah, we now <laughs> the split is the split is official. Um, or is it? Okay. Can, can can Jimmy and Jay apologize their way out of this? Ah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not saying it would be easy, but... It seems like... Fight. Maybe, maybe Jay, but it seems like uh, Jimmy's like done with Roman. Well, Jimmy's like, Roman, I'm sorry, man, in the heat of the moment. Like, things got hot. Like, you're a hothead, I'm a hothead. Let, let's just bring some peace. Maybe uh, Rikishi comes out, tries to tries to bring people together. Okay, okay. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, possibly. Or any of the other Samoans, but I feel like Rikishi would make the most sense. Well, who else is signed? Uh, other than the ones that we've seen. Well, I mean, they could pull in Alpha, Sika... Okay, uh, I don't know how, how they how they like help wise though to like make appearances and stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like last time seeing them wasn't great. Okay, when they uh, coronated Roman as the tribal chief, right? Like, like they, they they looked pretty frail. Right, right. But that's so, why. Yeah, Rikishi yeah. probably makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um. So yeah, uh, this main event I, I I loved it because uh, the story like we've never seen I never been captivated by a wrestling storyline since maybe when The Rock won Survivor Series '98 Deadly Games and I was like, ooh, what's gonna happen now? Like going to his whole heel run into WrestleMania 15 and you know Austin and stuff like that. But like other than that, I feel you. It really hasn't been too much. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, this has definitely been the most captivating storyline in years. Yeah. Um, no question there. Yeah. And I'm saying captivating, like, on all corners. Like, you know, like, every, every like, match where they all show up is, like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. There's yeah. never been, like, a, a down week time. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of bringing Kevin Owens into it. I just feel like he's just there because that same is homie. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's played a part in it. He had yeah. a few with Roman. Yeah, but I mean, everybody's had a few with Roman, so. <laughs> and everybody's played a part in it. True, true, true. One way or another. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, so Night of Champions, I, I give it, I don't, it wasn't as, other than the main event, it was like the other Crown Jewel events I felt like was better, like especially the one that happened last year. Survivor Series or before Survivor Series, like yeah, yeah. I thought that one that one was actually better, just for you know for base value. But this one was just as good. 
as yeah, far as you on that. Like, help pump it up a little bit more. No, definitely. Um, the main event, the crowd was hype. Uh, not as hype as Puerto Rico, but they were still hype. Yeah, yeah and so. our next paper, uh, our next event we're gonna talk about. Yeah, um, and before we talk about our next event, just uh, so yeah. the next WWE Premium Live event will be uh, in London, Money yeah, in the Money. Bank. Yeah, that crowd should be pretty hyped too. I'm curious to see see what that's like. Yeah, you think we'll see a, 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 a Regal cameo? Um, I could see it. I don't see why not. Have you seen this? No. It's not too bad. Much okay. much smaller than, you know, Regal. But like, oh, yeah, you they... sent me, uh, I forget, was it a picture of him, I think? No, uh, YouTube uh, clip. YouTube clip, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, he, he he's your typical British wrestler. Yep. Uh, but hopefully he'll, you know, he's in NXT right now, so hopefully he'll be able, to, you know, get some legs underneath him in a couple, couple of years. Oh, definitely. He's at the right place. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that was a premium live event for Saturday. Uh, so moving on, our next, what's AEW called their events? Um, I think they're called pay per views, actually. Okay. All right, so uh, the next pay-per-view that we will be discussing is the... Although, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, but they're not on pay-per-view. They're on uh, the streaming apps because they were on uh, Bleacher Report. Okay. So, like, so I don't know if that's considered, but I'm like, you're still paying per view. So yeah, I think that's still considered pay-per-view. Okay, all right. So uh, AEW uh, all... Um... Double or nothing. I was say all out. Double or nothing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, this one we uh, actually caught uh, together uh, at the yes. at the, the, the back cave. Um, yes. I actually came late, so I missed the first match. So, you want to feel focused uh, in about that? Yeah, the opening match was the Battle Royal for uh, Orange Cassidy's international title. Uh, there was like 21 guys, I believe, uh, in it. Um, and it came down to Cassidy and Swerve Strickland. And uh, they actually, you know, they put on a, a great, like, last five minutes of the match. Okay. Um, and, uh, and yeah, Orange Cassidy got the got the win after a uh, cool sequence. Okay. Um, and kept his kept his title. Now, we mentioned crowd in the United Champions as well as uh, Backlash. Uh, and I caught, like I said, the rest of the pay-per-view and the crowd looked very downtrodden. Were they at least hyped up for the first match of the event? Oh, not even that. No, they are pretty hyped up for the first match. Um, okay. It's funny, we uh, missed, uh, and I didn't realize this until just now, um, as I'm looking at the card, I'm like, oh, there was a match on the pre-show uh, supposed to have been early on the pre-show. It was uh, the Hardys and Hook uh, taking oh, on okay. and defeating Ethan Page and the Guns. Oh, okay. So, kind of funny. Yeah, so I guess uh, check that match out. Uh, hopefully he's on YouTube or some clips to see how that was. Yeah, oh, that'll definitely be on YouTube because the pre-show is on YouTube every time. Oh, okay. Alright, cool. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so, so yeah. So then up next, and this was the first match you came in on, 
was uh, Adam Cole, baby, uh, taking on Chris Jericho yep. in a um, unsanctioned match. With Special Enforcer Sabu? Yes, for some reason. Uh, yeah. and, and it's, there for a hot second. I was going to say he was only there for a hot second. Yeah, he was, and uh, it was kind of odd. I, I saw, I watched uh, last week's Dynamite, and Adam Cole came out, and he was there with Roger Strong, and Jericho was there with the Jericho Appreciation Society, and Jericho's like, you know, in an unsanctioned match, it's five on two, like, what are you going to do? Yep. And Adam Cole is like, well, I have a good friend who lives in Las Vegas, someone who I idolized growing up. And at first, I wasn't sure who he was referring to, and I'll get to it in a minute when I realized who he was talking about. Uh, He's like, but I called him, and uh, I said, you know, said I need some help. And uh, he gave me the number of somebody who is suicidal, genocidal, homicidal, you know. And Sabu comes out, and he's like, he's a special enforcer. And uh, it took me a minute, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, RVD is who Adam Cole is talking about. Uh, Because he lives in Las Vegas. He would be a connection to Sabu, and I could see Adam Cole idolizing him when he was younger. Would you rather have been RVD though instead of Sabu? Yes, but RVD probably would have been more money, and probably. Oh, not I does he even uh, Disco live out there in Vegas too? Disco fever. I mean, you wouldn't make any sense. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Sabu didn't yeah. seem like he made a lot of sense neither. Yeah, Sabu's aging, um, which, you know, it's, we all do, I guess, but it's kind of crazy yep. to see. I'm like, this is your special enforcer? like. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the match itself, I, I, it didn't really captivate me. Uh, like I said, Jericho seems like he somewhat lost a step, per se, so the ending of the match as well was awkward, so I really wasn't... Yeah. You know, investing into it. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like it was a, a good idea. Um, I understand the idea of a referee stoppage. Like, oh man, like Adam Cole was so angry, like he beat Jericho so bad that Jericho like was just knocked out. Yeah. But the I think the combination of the execution, uh, and I don't know how you execute it better, um, but but I think the combination of the execution and the fact that it was an unsanctioned match and so you've had all this plunder and everything prior to yep. and now this is how it ends like I think that was a big part of it too because as I'm thinking about it I'm like oh like you could have had like a good like if it was just a regular match yep. and like it's escalating 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 and Cole's just like pushed too far and he's snapped and like he just starts like pummeling Jericho and the ref's like stop stop like you know he's already dead like yeah, I, I think if it finishes like that, then people would get behind it. Okay. Um, but even then, maybe not. Like it's it's tough because it's not how wrestling matches usually end. So the yep. audience is going to be very confused as to what's happening. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know. If, also, since he's coming off an injury, but I feel like uh, Adam Cole looked like he was like lost a step as well. Uh, the the match. I don't know. Have they wrestled before? Um, not that I know of, actually. I can't think of when they they would have been around each other. All right, so uh, yeah, so like the first time like locking up uh, with one another. So I was like, huh. 
Yeah, I mean, Adam Cole hasn't been the same since leaving NXT, unfortunately. Yeah, he... Yeah, yeah. And he's getting that video game money. Yeah, right? Doing the Twitch stream instead of the gym stream. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Kids these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the next match? Up next, FTR. Ah, yes. Taking on J- Double J. That's J E double F J A double R E double T double J. Jeff Jarrett. For the attack. Uh, yes. Another awkward match. Agreed. Um, and I think it was tough kind of coming off of a, the prior awkward match. Like the, the crowd really came down with that finish. Um, yeah. As I'm thinking about it, I'm like, really? That's a finish for a heel. Yeah. 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 Babyface should have an exciting win. Yep. With a one, two, three. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. That that's that's enough on that. It just yeah, babyface, you want the exciting flash victory. One, two, three, yeah! We all know what's going on. Like. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so <laughs> fast forward to the next match, FTR against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Uh, decent match, but yeah, a little awkward. And uh, again, I feel like the finish was awkward. <clears throat> well, you said, yeah, and you guys, you hit me into it because, you know, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett were the tag team for Ric Flair's retirement. So that's why they wanted to continue the tandem to see if they, you know, the championship goal. But yeah, just awkward, like, FTR and Bucks like it's like money and you know printing money right there it's just like why aren't they like feuding with the elite especially now with Chick Magnet uh, is coming back so it's like you got like a great program right there but you have them messing around with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett yeah I, I don't understand it either and uh, actually uh, when we get to the main event of the night I'm gonna say something to you that I read on Reddit that okay. would have been interesting. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, all right. So match wise, I guess it was like a. If I had the, it was a mid match for me. Like if it was out of like ten, I give it a six. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, it was all right. Yeah, served its purpose, but neither. Yeah. 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 Um. What is next? Up next, we've got the TNT Championship ladder uh, match. Yes. Wardlow defending against Christian Cage with Luchasaurus. Oh, you said TNT. I was thinking TBS with uh, Jake. Uh, uh, no, no, nope, not yet. Okay. All right. So yes, Wardlow against Christian Cage. Yes. This means war. Um. Yeah, it was all right. It was a, not the best ladder match. No, um, not at all. I don't really like singles ladder matches as we're talking about it. I'm like... Yeah, other than like, Shawn Michaels and Rick, uh, Razor Ramon, I agree. Yeah, you know. Um, I feel like it's just psychology-wise, probably a difficult match to do and tough to get up for. So, so yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, 
It was all, but again, it was all right. Uh, we saw Wardlow do that crazy swanton. Um, I guess they owed to Jeff Hardy. Yep. Uh, so that was that was pretty crazy. He did that on the Luchasaurus uh, through two tables. So some crazy stuff there. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was it was all right. What did you think? Same. Uh, on, on not even on paper, it doesn't even seem like a good match to be honest with you. So yeah, and also it doesn't help that the crowd throughout this event wasn't really lively, so that didn't really bring me into the event as well. Right, right. Like, no, like, not like the greatest matches, but like the crowd is going like a hundred, like nonstop. Like that's what it helps play a part of like you being entertained in the event as well. Absolutely, it adds to the entire experience. Yeah. I feel like well, I'll say at the end of the event, but what I felt, what I seen, what I noticed with a lot of these matches, uh, what they they have, but yeah. Wait, repeat that. No, I was gonna say I, I, I was gonna mention after the we finished the event, like what I felt like was the, the running motif in a lot of these matches. Why I, I wasn't really like locked in, like I would have other events. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. No problem. We can get into that. And uh, so, so yes. Yeah. So I was saying, um, what? Uh, who won? Who won that match? I'm trying to think. Did, did Wardlow win that match? Yes, he did. He okay. retained his championship. I just know Lucha. Uh, you know, ran in, but yeah, I was trying to remember who actually got the W. Yes, yep, Warlow did. Uh, I don't remember the specifics really behind it. I really just remember that Swanton. Okay. All right. But, but it happened. Uh, Warlow kept the belt. Up next was the AEW Women's Championship. Um, it was uh, Jamie Hayter defending against Tony Storm. Yep. And you thought she might have been injured, Jamie, that is? Yes, uh, and it has come out since that that is the case. Oh, okay, good call. Yep, because um, it felt like a weird short match to, you know. Very short. Yeah. But that was like, you know, like the Rhea Ripley uh, match as well. Which is... But the Rhea match, Rhea kept her belt. Oh, that's Usually true. the champ doesn't lose their belt in a quick match like that. Bob Backlund. <laughs> Poor Bob Backlund. Mm-hmm. Well, actually not. Didn't even Bianca squashed in like an eight-second match? Yeah, that's right. Uh, against Becky. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I suspected something, and I, I was correct on that. Yep. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, nothing even really to report on that match. It was she got jumped beforehand, and then uh, they started the bell, and she pretty much just got beat right away. Yep. Yep. And uh, so, so yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where do they go from here. Uh, Tony Storm as the new women's champion, and she's got Soraya and Ruby Sobo, Ruby Soho. Have right. Back. Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, then up next. We had for the AEW trios. House of Black. Uh, the House of Black. Yes. 
uh, taking on the acclaimed and daddy ass Billy Gunn. With a very impressive freestyle rap. Yes. <laughs> oh, probably the line of the, I don't know if that was the line of the year, but definitely line of the month, no question. Yeah. Maybe the line of the summer. Uh, for those that didn't see it, definitely go out of your way to, uh, I'm sure you can pull it up on YouTube. Just put in a claimed double or nothing rap. I, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> Great stuff. I, I'm a big fan of the acclaimed, especially Max Caster's raps. Uh, okay. You know, I would put him probably right behind Dylan, like as far as great rappers go. Well, it's unfortunate seeing him retired because it'd been cool to see them have a rap off. Doctor. Yes, that that would be cool. That that'd be very cool. And uh, now you got me feeling like, man, like too bad Cena would not show up in AEW. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Oh, um, I know. What? I know. Unless like, unless Vince McMahon himself told Cena to go to AEW. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, but uh, the match itself was was uh, actually pretty decent. Um, uh, the House of Black, uh, very very uh, very tight. You know, uh, Murphy, Malachi, uh, even uh, Brody, they are all on the same frequency. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, I said earlier, I'm like I want to like them more um, than I do, and I feel like just they're not booked great. Right, but uh, but this match was really good. Uh, the crowd, I feel like, came up uh, for this, uh, especially with the acclaimed rap. I feel like that kind of got the crowd back into things. Yeah. Now, do you think the event was too long? That's why the crowd wasn't into it, or you think they just I seen think, it all before? Yeah, I think it was like I mean the 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 first match of the night, you know, not counting the pre-show. So the first match of the night is a battle royal. So you got like, you know, 21 people in the ring. Yeah. Next match of the night is unsanctioned match with like fire extinguishers and kendo sticks and handcuffs and whips and chains, handcuffs, smack the little booty up with my belt, you know? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, at that point it's like, man, and then the finish really brought them down. Yeah. Yeah. And so... So it's like, oh man, like we've seen so much stuff and we kind of got brought down. Like it's hard to get back up like after that. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. Because at this point the show wasn't that long because the crowd was, the crowd was dead by, by the like third match. (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah. And I think it's just, they saw too much. Okay. All right. Um, so the house of black they retained their trio championship. Um, yes. You think they made the right call? Oh yeah, no question. Okay. Uh, I hope House of Black gets a nice long run. I feel like they're the best trio in AEW. Okay. Um, arguably, at this point, the only really natural trio. Um, I feel like uh, Phoenix, Pentagon, and Pac is not really a thing right now. But they, you said Pac, he floats sometimes. Yeah. Is the other two injured? No, they're uh, in Ring of Honor. Okay, okay. They're the uh, Ring of Honor tag champs. Did they get demoted to Ring of Honor? Did they do something wrong? No, I I just, 
I, I, I wish I knew how to explain how they do things over there. <laughs> I, I think the thought was making them the Ring of Honor tag champs is like a step up from being AEW job guys. Okay. So yeah, so I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Well, is uh, that claim the a few back with uh, uh, the Gun Boys again, or like what's what what, what happens? Yeah, we'll see what's next for the acclaimed. Um, you know, that'll be interesting because yeah, they need something new for their arc at this point. Yep. Uh, some kind of good feud, and I don't know who that's with. Um, yeah. I don't know if maybe they turned heel feud with FTR. Okay, um, it's an option. Okay, do they do they stay babyface feud with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for some reason? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, so we'll see. We'll have to keep our eyes on that. Uh, as our regular AEW reporter, I will I will be keeping up with that and bringing that. Keep news. eyes on the prize. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Uh, so this next match, uh, second women's uh, title match. Yes, the TBS Championship with uh, Jade Card uh, uh, Cargill Cargill. Yep, Cargo against um, Taya Valkyrie. Right, I was about to say her. John. I was thinking the the, the Valhalla. Uh, versus whatever Jay's finisher is. Yes, yes. Uh, I forget what she calls it now, but but yeah. Either way, the glam slam. Yeah, uh, and that's what both of them are doing. Um, and I did not see this match, but uh, you did. Jade won. Yep. Good, good, good back and forth. Uh, I was surprised because I've really never seen her wrestle before, and from your uh, initial. Uh, Com, you know, comment on her ability. I was somewhat taken aback. I was like, "Oh, it's not gonna be a great match," but I was surprised. So good for nice. her. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yep. yep. But it was uh, interesting because she did win the match, but then she uh, called out any anybody because she was, you know, high promotion of uh, winners, thinking she could take anybody. And then um, I guess. Uh, What's her name? Came back from injury. She was like one of the Statlander. Yes. And pulled a, her own version of the Money in the Bank. If she had a briefcase and came down and gave Jade her first L. Right. Which uh, she is now sixty and one. Yeah, I don't know if it's the move I would have made, but it's the move that was made. Right. I mean, how long are you going to have somebody have a Goldberg-like streak, you know what I'm saying, of undefeatedness? Um, I just don't know that Statlander would have been my choice to beat her. Right. But then if you keep on pushing the back, it'll be like, oh, I don't know if this person is. I don't know if this person is. And then Jade's 300 and zero. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. Um, personally, I think Ember Moon would have been my choice. But I know Tony yeah, Khan is big cool. on not wanting to push WWE talent for whatever reason. But she's also on an ROH as well, too. Yes, and I, I think she's actually the ROH Women's Champion right now. Yeah, so yeah, there you go. Similar like uh, Penta and you know Ray Phoenix. Right, right. 
You know, but when you got that much talent, you have to put them on a second show that you bought out of. Well, I don't know why, but that's what Tony Khan wanted to do with his money. For whatever reason. For whatever reason. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she is now sixty and one. Sixty and one, and yeah, what? we'll see where Jade Cargo goes with her arc. Right. Hopefully, they'll have her go. You know. Towards the the, the heavyweight um, female uh, belt, so maybe you never know. You never know. So uh, next match is our, our first of our triple main events. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, is the uh, four pillars match for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship? So we got Darby Allen, we got MJF, we got Jungle Boy, Jack, I was about to say Jack Evans, uh, <laughs> uh, um, what's his last Jack name? Jack Perry. Jack Perry. Son of and, well, Yes, exactly. L210, and uh, our last competitor is um, Ricky Sox. British God, no. Um... Guevara, Sammy Guevara. Yes. Yeah, I would say they somebody beat up Ricky Stark. <clears throat> they jumped yes. Ricky Stark uh, and like that was the end of him. <laughs> Jay White and Juice Robinson. Yeah. And uh, yes, which, uh, we were watching last week's Dynamite, and uh, I was interested watching them beat up Ricky Starks, and Jay White is doing that like Ricky Starks hand in front of the face thing. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Why isn't why wasn't Jay White on the, tonight's uh, card? Uh, yesterday's he card. Was, he was in the battle royal for some reason. Oh, okay. All right. So yes, yeah, so that's why. Okay. All right. Yeah. But um, yeah. Back to the the four pillars match. Um, a lot of, lot of altogether spots. A lot of high altogether spots. Yeah. Um, which I guess you know when you have that many people, you got you have to have that type of you know you know oohs and ahs. I would prefer less going in the ring, uh, two people at a time going at each other, or maybe two people outside going at each other. But like the all four together type of thing for every uh, you know plancha or like you know submission move or whatever the case may be got you know a little little too much for me. Like those should be like special once in a time type moves that you do that during that match not like consistently yeah I feel you I definitely feel you on that uh, yeah for whatever reason that was the route they wanted to go uh, and I feel like that's that's a common route like it's not like oh this was really out of the ordinary right um, common route for that type of match the match was better than I thought it would be going okay. into it okay um, it, was, it picked it was up all right I, 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 yeah, I, you know, it started off slow, but they got the momentum going. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then, uh, yeah, MJF won the match with a headlock takeover on Darby yep. Allen, uh, just yep. as he had done years ago at Double or Nothing, at the first Double or Nothing, in fact. Oh, okay, cool. So continuing continuity, which I'm always a fan of. Yes, yes. Um, so good times there. We'll see 
Yeah, I'm very curious. Where does MJF's art go from here? Who will be his next challenger? Okay. Um, because looking at the landscape, I, you know, and they could they could always rematch him and Darby Allen in a singles. Right. Um, but I think they'll probably have someone else step up, and I I don't know who that will be though. So that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, I'm curious to see where we go from here. Uh, there was a media scrum after, and MJF was asked about uh, Forbidden Door. And yep. he said he has no interest in doing Forbidden Door. Okay. Um, well, you say he likes to only wrestle four pay-per-views out the year, so. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's pretty much what he said. He's like, I get paid the same. Like, I'm just going to wrestle for this company that I wrestle for. <laughs> like, Smart man, smart man. Indeed, indeed. So, go, moving, going forward, uh, what's our second main event? So then up next was Anarchy in the Arena. The uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus yes. the Elite. The, the Elite. With and, your, uh, your, your starring Wheel of Utah. <laughs> oh, uh, Wheeler Yuta. Good for him. Good so this, for him. I, I would like to call this match the camera edit, the camera cut match, because there were so many edits uh, for a whole year's worth of wrestling in one match. Yeah, this is like the, the MTV Music Video Awards match of the year, like, because it was like a music video, like the music was playing throughout the whole thing. First 10 minutes with Wild Thing was playing uh, on some new stuff. Right, and yeah, and the way they were cutting back and forth with the shots and everything, it did. It felt like a music which was, video, which was hilarious because, as we mentioned before, with the crowd after the music was shut down, like the crowd just died down. Right, <laughs> like it went to a complete silent when you know Kenny Omega and I forget who else was in the ring actually doing like some wrestling moves for the quick second. Yeah, yeah, like it was such a weird thing. Like it was, it was like. It's like you're at the party and like the you know the the music gets turned off and it's just everyone like to stops like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, this was another one similar. It started on Rocky with all those weird cuts and everybody fighting off to the arena. But then they started to you know uh, bring it in and started you know actually you know looking smooth as far as like the in ring action. It was somewhat telling the story of the aggression of of uh, Blackpool Club and. You know the the togetherness of the elite. You know being together. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, no, it was good stuff and uh, some really unique, innovative spots. Uh, that that yeah. super kick with the um, exploding shoe. Then the the, the foot thumbtacks. Yes. Oh, that was crazy. I also got to tip my hat because Brian Daniel looked like a madman with blood all over his like fingertips and on his nose. He looked like a, like a emancipated uh, crazy Santa Claus <laughs> that's hilarious um, so he was doing his thing uh, yeah and you know obviously I guess this is the norm but for me it was new but Moxley being cut yeah that's Moxley's deal like uh, it's like Varsity Blues like, okay. you know yeah Moxley bled because John Moxley's a bleeder yep yep um so yeah, great back and forth. Very 
you know, uh, we always mention how like Big E like you know like big dudes, but this would be a Mick Foley match because it was just nothing but hardcore. Yes, yeah, you know, hardcore, a lot of blood. Yup, yup. Uh, you know, fireworks, everything had trucks. You know, right. <laughs> uh, had some you know had some arena fighting within the the concession stands, like the whole. Yeah. You know who actually would have liked this match a lot, I think? Who's that? Dusty Rhodes. I would I agree. I would agree. You know, he, he liked the hardcore violent stuff. And uh, he used to say, sometimes, baby, you need to have some plunder for the sake of plunder. <laughs> now, were you surprised with the, the finish? Um, trying to even remember what the finish was, actually. <laughs> you like uh, you said? Man, Wheeler, uh, Penny, uh, Kenny. Oh, that's, I see. I tried to block that out of my mind. <laughs> that's that's why I forgot what it was. I was like, oh yeah, I was trying to figure, trying to pretend that never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was surprised at the finish. Did not agree with the finish. Um, okay. I've got no problem with Blackpool Combat Club winning, but, okay. but Wheeler Yuta of all people pinning Kenny Omega. Um, I did not love that. Um, you had that running by Taka something something? Yes, yep. <laughs> uh, Don Callis and Taka coming in. And and so here's where uh, the, the thing I read on Reddit, actually, where it's like, oh, this would have actually been way more interesting. Okay. So instead of Taka, imagine Don Callis comes to the ring with someone in a hood. They take it off and it's CM Punk. Ah, Okay. But that that just makes CM Punk a uh, heel then. Like, isn't he supposed to be coming in as a face with his new promotion or his new like show for the promotion? <laughs> for this new show, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, so you might so, be shooting him in the foot with that. I guess, but but yeah, and I mean, since he's coming in with his own show to not yeah. be with those guys, then obviously that's why he's not with those guys, but. But yeah, it would have been very interesting if that's what they had done. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. So, what I felt all throughout the event, um, if I had to, A, compare both. Well, first of all, I felt, I think, uh, uh, Night of Champions had less matches than... Um, yes. Okay, so that, that was one. Uh, but I felt like a lot of matches for AEW, uh, like they didn't really plan a lot in the back, and they just said we'll just run it in the ring and just go from there. Because there was like a lot of almost <clears throat> downtime, like almost confused confusion looks. I would see like before, like between wrestlers, like all right, we're gonna have to do this, we'll do that. Like it didn't seem like it wasn't cohesive, it wasn't flowing like like water. Okay, I, I know what you're saying, actually. Um... And yeah, uh, and I think a lot of that is, so So in WWE, like before you get to a pay-per-view, guys are wrestling each other on house shows, uh, you know, just getting some experience feeling each other, um, not in front of the camera. And plus they have all those producers, like if you like, after the events, you, you can read on like, who produced what match, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true too. You know, you know, like, oh, Jamie Noel did this match or like, uh, uh, uh. Well, uh, some agents that like, but they'll put their name out there that you guys that were in the business and you're like, oh, they, they did that match. AEW, yes. I don't feel like 
have that type of, you know, employees to like have those matches and figure out, all right, we're going to do this, this, and that, and, you know, make everything look. I understand, and this is not from any inside information, this is just from stuff I've pieced together watching the dirt sheets. Yep. um, Or the dirt sheet websites. It it seems like AEW, like, kind of lets you produce your own match or, like, pick your producer, like, that that you want to ask questions of. Yeah, that's not good. Right. Like, because, like, I've heard Jungle Boy say, like, he didn't want to work with, like, uh, I think it was, like, Billy Gunn or something, because, like, oh, like, he doesn't understand what I'm doing. Hilarious. (laughs) Right? Like... (laughs) What does Jungle Boy do so... Like crazy that he wouldn't understand. I mean, he's doing matches with that claim. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> but uh, no, I told I told understand that. Was, I mean, thankfully, as I mentioned, like a lot of the matches started off like not fluid, but they seemed like to connect after the fact, like towards like the crescendo of the of the matches. A lot of them, yeah. so which which I, I, you know helped up. But comparing both of the the products in one company and the other like I felt like all night of champions everything was was fluid like there wasn't any like hiccups like everybody was hitting their cues left and right oh sure. some were like some were and some weren't you know no agreed and uh it's funny because uh I think it becomes a little bit of a philo- philo- philosophical uh situation uh-huh. and I think of when I first started wrestling um, the, the big thing was like being able to just call it in the ring because that's what the greats did, you know. The, yep. uh, and somewhere along the way, there became a transition within WWE specifically uh, yep. about working together, like and blah blah. blah. And I, I guess really on the indie scene, we never thought about it at that time. Like when you hear about these greats calling in the ring, they they worked a bunch of house shows calling it in the ring before they get to the TV. Right. Right, and that is well, very different. I don't know if you've read reports of like Macho Man like playing in WrestleMania three like a whole year, like the actual match, like a whole year in advance. Yes, and like calling Steamboat and being like, "What spot eighty five? Yeah, so like, and I think DDP was like known to do that too. Like he would yes, like apparently that go, got him heat with Undertaker. Really? Yes. So why Taker always calling his matches in the ring? <laughs> See, that's what I'm curious about because I'm like, Taker Shawn Michaels was not called in the ring. There's no way he was called in the ring. Like, that was just way too intricate. Which, uh, I mean, even, even, to the, even to the point where you had the um, fake camera guy. Well, which, which match are you talking about between those two? Either, actually, any of their matches. <laughs> Never okay. mind the, the, two, the two famous WrestleMania matches. You can go back okay. to the casket match or any of that stuff. Hell of a cell. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, can you pick up on wrestlers calling it in the ring? And I, I know they have like when they do headlocks and they look like they're about to, they're like whispering, like saying, saying sweet nothing in somebody's ear. You know, you know, obviously they're calling a spot, but like, can you really tell yeah. from like, okay, what are like what are typically like the the, the signs and signals? I guess we're doing a little inside baseball here. So if anybody still wants to keep kayfabe, you might want to uh, mute this part. But like, what can you? <laughs> Tell like as far as somebody calling it in the back and matches being called in the ring for like the whole thing. I mean, really, just how intricate it is, and so I mean, it's it's almost impossible to know if if uh, someone decided to call it in the ring 
Okay. Um, the whole thing, unless like it, because if it's an intricate match, it was not called in the ring. Like they they planned that in the back. So when you um, say intricate, are you saying just very high difficult spots being executed well, or are you just talking about like, uh, like uh, a running like what what's the what's the you mean of intricate for like these matches? Yeah, um, not just like high spots, but like sequences and things like and that's why like I think of Taker like when I first think of Taker Michaels I think of the one where uh, Taker did the dive and the camera guy like ate it okay um, I'm like yeah like that was planned and I'm like and you know I, I feel like for most of that match was planned okay um, just by the flow of that match like the flow was so good you know okay okay um, and, and I think I think somewhere along the way and unfortunately there's not enough people I feel like that that talk about this like within the wrestling community for wrestlers to learn mm-hmm. um, but because I think probably in the 70s and even into the 80s yeah mm-hmm. you could call a match completely in the ring because I mean what are you doing you're doing headlocks and body slams pile drive yeah yeah um, but you know as things got more intricate into the 90s and you know if we're talking mainstream I feel like ECW was the start of this although okay. uh you know, Conan will say it was Lucha, and I, I won't disagree with that. Lucha, you know, yeah. Um, you know, Lucha, I'm sure, was really the start of a lot of that, because you can see their stuff is clearly not just called in the ring, because they're doing crazy stuff. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so with all that being said, I feel like, um, you know, the transition in the 90s is where... It became like you know loosely calling it in the ring, and that's, okay. it's funny. That's what I do now. Um, and that's my style of wrestling that I prefer. Uh, I had a match a couple weeks ago at Showcase with uh, Brother Moon Reverend, their uh, heavyweight champion, mm-hmm. and afterwards he was like, "Oh, that was great. We called it all in the ring." And in my head, I'm laughing. I'm like, "We actually spent like 20 minutes talking about it in the back," <laughs> but. Like it, it wasn't, it wasn't move for move. Oh, okay. You know, instead, it was, it was really just more about the the flow of the match, and it was like he was, and it was interesting because we were both tweeners turning. So he was a heel, mm-hmm. um, and he was now in the position of tweener turning babyface, and I was a babyface in the position of tweener turning heel. Um, and I was specifically going to be turning in that match. Like by the end of that match, I was going to be a heel. Um, okay. And so we we kind of just gave a flow. Like it was like, all right, you'll start out. You know, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, all right, brother Moon, you'll start out hot. You know, and you know whatever you want to do, bop, 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 bop. And mm-hmm. then you know when it's time for me to take over. I'm like, I'm going to hit you with my, my kick combo. It's a spinning back kick to the stomach, bends you over, front kick pops you up, and then the pay dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's like, all right, I'm going to hit that, and then I'm going I'm to take over, bop, bop, bop. And this is literally like when I'm saying bop, 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 this is how we're talking to each other. Uh, you know? <laughs> um, because it, it really, we, we didn't need to know everything. We just needed to know certain beats and know oh. the flow. Um, and we both had enough trust in the other one that we could do that. Um, okay. You know, we knew there. Uh, you know, we knew there was nothing too crazy, and that's you know something I usually ask guys. I'm like, oh, anything crazy I need to know to look out for or how to take. Um, but otherwise, I, I, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's 
let's kind of know our rhythm, but but I'd, I'd rather not call move for move for move uh, for so many reasons, especially for myself. I'm like, I don't really know what moves I'm going to do until I'm like in that situation. Okay. Okay. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, all in all, which of the, between the AEW's pay-per-view and WWE's premium live event this past weekend, which one did you uh, enjoy more? Night of Champions, uh, okay. I would have to say. Uh, it was a shorter pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, match quality was better. Uh, it was just more. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and there were stories, lines that were, you know, either starting or, you know, ending. I didn't feel like I was in that watching AEW's matches. I just felt like I was just watching matches. Like, I felt like Absolutely. it was just like a long episode of, like, was it Dynamite? Whatever they're like. Yes. No, TV that's show. really what it felt like. I, I would agree with that. So, but, uh, all right. Um, so you did not wrestle this past weekend, but you have a event uh, this Friday, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, this coming Friday, June 2nd, is uh, Showcase Pro Wrestling live in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, uh, at the Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center, um, which uh, for any aspiring young wrestlers out there, um, Showcase Pro Wrestling Training Center, new head coach is Kenny Doan. Um So that's pretty big. Uh, He is currently a member of WWE um, Creative, and he is an agent for them. Uh, So that's pretty huge for Showcase to be able to pick him up as their uh, new head trainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big things happening there with those sort of connections. but, but yeah, so this this Friday will be showcased at the training center in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. I don't yet know who Osiris will be taking on, but this will be the first show since turning heel and joining Big Business Wrestling Management. Nice. Nice. Yes, yes. So BBW Management will be in the house. Sweet. Sweet. All right, then. Um, so typically we do a water jug but uh did you you usually do your work your workouts and that's usually early in the the morning do you have one for two evening this evening uh today was just a simple um you know i've got a few friends including uh my old tag partner ronnie uh military vet so today is just about happy happy uh memorial day for all the veterans out there nice Yes. So absolutely. And uh, speaking of, although by the time this gets to air, the sale will be over. Uh, Blackstone Labs had a Memorial Day sale go till midnight tonight, but tonight is Memorial Day. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, by the, time, by the time this goes on the air, midnight's like right around the corner. Uh, yes. so, <laughs> so by the time this gets on the air, that sale will be over. But folks that do not despair, you can still go to blackstonelabs.com Get a discount on your items using promo code Osiris underscore the champ. Sweet. So, Sounds yes, good. Sir. Sounds good. All right, then. Well, on that note, if you want to take us out on this fine uh, Monday evening, Memorial Day weekend. Yes, sir. Like we always do about this time. Ha ha. Yeah. 
Everybody, you are here listening to us. You can be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here. And we appreciate that. We love you. We appreciate you guys sticking with us. Uh, we are looking forward to bigger and better things coming on with this podcast. Uh, I'll talk to you off air sometime soon about getting some guests on the podcast coming up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've actually had a few people asking me about getting on here. So we'll, we will make that happen. And uh, yeah, on that note... Uh, Everybody have a great day, week, month, even your year. We'll always be there for you, except for when we're not. Till next time. One, two, three.